Hello, everybody, and welcome back to So I Used to Be in a Band. I'm Jim Bowen, and yes, I used to be in a band. I've been telling you this. However, my guest today, Adrian Hill, has not been in a band. Instead, he has been probably the best friend of the band, of any bands, of any bands around the world that I've known. Um, he is that guy I talked about in my trailer, if you're just a friend of the band. Adrian, are you there? Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. I have a friend of a band. I just want to be in a band. I'm the wannabe in a band you, guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but Adrian, you were the guy who was the most active on the floor when the band was up playing. If you were the only guy dancing, that was you. That's, well, that's, that's a very important. That's one of the jobs of the friend of the band. You got to keep people... <laughs> Got to get it people is. on the dance floor, you know? It, it is. It is. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you here. I'm just lit to let the audience know, once again, if there are any uh, audio discrepancies. I've changed some stuff up here on my end with what I'm recording with now uh, from the last episode. But Adrian is in Vermont, and I am in Scotland, a five-hour time difference. I'm five hours ahead of Adrian. Yeah, I, I love the fact that I get to talk to somebody in the future, so it's really cool. <laughs> That's why you call me for all the sports scores ahead of time, isn't it? Exactly. It's just like you, any, <laughs> any lottery numbers you know, let me pass them on, please. <laughs> okay. You want to know who won the Super Bowl. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it's great to have you on the show. Adrian, you know, I, I've known you for years. We met working at a steakhouse together, the Sirloin Saloon. I don't think anybody can sue yeah. us for saying that now because it's been defunct nope. for 20 it, years. Uh, it's a dollar general now. <laughs> yay! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We spent $2 on our meals there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, we, we had a great time getting to know one another. We definitely yeah, hit it off at work. For, I don't know how, but we wound up watching a lot of wrestling together back in the day <laughs> uh yep that, it was entertaining back in the day you know i think it was more entertaining back yeah. in the day you yeah. know i was i i'd taken a course at castleton uh now university but it was castleton state college at the time and i had written a paper on the uh the masculinity uh or the oh what was it the construction of masculinity in performance exhibition wrestling Oh, wow. um, and then also the performance or the construction of sexuality. And I, I wrote this paper all about like, uh, you know, guys who would get oiled up and have shaved right, right. chests, <laughs> but they're supposed to be representing masculine at the same yeah, time, yeah. And, which doesn't really match up to the Marlboro man. Um, yep. But you've always been a lifelong fan of wrestling or you were a fan of the Hulk Hogan era and stuff growing up. And I was oh, too. Yeah, and growing up with it. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of common, we had a, a film, our movies, interests, music interests. We, yeah, it, definitely a lot of commonalities. There was, well, we, we went to some, you know, some shows together and I think yeah. we had a, a, a lot of bands that played in town that we were friends of the members of those bands oh, yeah. and we wound up yeah. being there together. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it, a, it's... It, that's a particular thing of this Vermont and where we're from is that the, the music here. And now that I've been out of Vermont, I've lived, I've lived in Missouri for about 13 years and come back. Once you leave this place, you realize how special this place is. This I agree is, with it's you. A, absolute just the little magical spot in the world and yes and, and just the fact that the 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 artists that are here and the musicians that i know it's it's really uncanny because this is a small little spot i think you could fit four vermonts in missouri 
I mean, that's, I, I realize <laughs> now that now that I've lived in a place where it takes forever to drive anywhere, you come back here. I, I feel I could go to Canada to Massachusetts in a day like nothing. Yeah, it's know? nothing to drive a couple of hours. The yeah. same happened to me moving to Scotland. Living in Scotland, it is funny. I live in, in Aberdeen, which is a, a city to the north, and there's a city, Dundee, that's about an hour and 20 minutes from here. You know, Edinburgh is about two and a half hours. Glasgow is about three. And people here act like it's a world away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not really, you know, go live somewhere in the Midwest yeah. United States and you'll find out what a world away. Is. Yeah. It is funny though. I, I do realize why Vermont has that little moniker, the famous saying, you can't get there from here. You know, there's that famous yeah. story of anyone with a tourist will pull up to a farmer and ask for directions. <laughs> and the guy will say, well, you can't get there from here. So, so back, why you got to backtrack and uh, because <laughs> the mountains and stuff just split up. It is amazing that you really, if you take the wrong road, you might have to backtrack 20, 30 miles to get to the right road to where you're going. It's the, that, the mountains. That's very it's, true. Just, it's a spine that cuts right down the center of the, of the state. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I'm going to, cut right into talking about some of the musical stuff that's yeah, gone on yeah. in our, our time. And just so, um, you know, we don't overrun things. The, you know, Adrian, one thing I'm going to say straight away is I've always had a lot of respect for you. You're very humble. You have muscular dystrophy. You got it later in your teen years, I believe. And yeah, the just, onset kind of happened like later on. Uh, Becker's, yeah. I have Becker's muscular dystrophy. Okay. Yeah. There, there we go. Uh, it's, what always amazed me now, you know, uh, you, you're probably you're, you're wheelchair bound probably for the remainder yeah. of your time. Yeah. Until we uh, get yeah, you know, those mechanical legs. Yeah, exactly. Until the bio legs, uh, you know, there's uh, the, the technology catches up. I'm, I'm just going to be putting around in these wheels for now. <laughs> Somebody's going to walk up to you with one of those things from Star Trek one day and punch it into your side. And it'll be like, up. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Good to go. Uh, yeah. But. You know, what, one thing that I always admired about you was that, you know, I knew you when you were already having difficulty walking and I would see you go to a gig. And as I said earlier, you were the guy who was up dancing, but you were also the guy who helped bring stuff to gigs. You helped yeah. your friends bands load stuff in, load stuff out. You carried shit. You, you didn't let anything get in your way of being part of that experience. And I, it, uh, I, I knew eventually this, I would be in this position. So I think uh, in my youth, when I had the strength and I, there was nothing going to stop me from taking advantage of it. You know what I mean? When I could walk, I wanted to walk. I didn't get my license until I was 21. Oh, wow. Because I knew okay. I, I, I had a backpack when you knew me, I had a backpack and I, I walked this town all over the place because I knew eventually <laughs> there was going to be a time I couldn't walk no more. So in my mind, I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to ride this horse until it's done, you know? <laughs> and, and that's, that's the way to do it. That is the way yeah, to do it. And yeah. yeah. And that's what with and the I, bands and stuff too. It's the same thing. I wanted to, I was jealous of, in a way it's the, it's jealousy of my friends that had the talent to be the musicians, to be up there and stuff. And I think friends, of the band, you just, you want to be up there, but you just don't have that. There's that threshold that you just can't cross to get in front of the stage and stuff. But um, I think any successful band, you have to have the, um, the cooperating crew and the, and the you know, the, the, it is, it's like the internal energy, the fire yeah. burning. That's going to, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, well, let's talk about some of the shows and some of the things that you did when you were out and getting about with, uh, you know, the bands, you know, even I'm not anymore. We both got old, uh, but yeah. when we were younger <laughs> and, and, and having fun, yep. um, uh, you know, 
one of the first questions that I kind of had out there that I sent to you yesterday was what's the, cause you were a great friend. So I wanted to know what's the furthest you've traveled to just go watch one of your friend's bands play. Well, you know, I, it's interesting too. If usually I was the type of person that I, if, if I knew there was travel involved or get, I liked getting in with the band, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I've, I've, I've traveled pretty far to, uh, you know, hour and a half or whatever, just to go see somebody. But yeah. it's just like when, 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 you know, when you hear about like a, a local band who's got maybe got a little tour, a little regional tour that they're going to do or something like that. Boy, I wanted in, you know, yeah. like if, if, do you need a driver? Do you need, to, I was, I was the first person just volunteering just so I could, there's something about just walking in with the band, just being with the band. When you go somewhere, there's I'm like with the band. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a feel. Yeah, exactly. Just being able to say it when you go to a place, a new pub or something, um, a good example is the first time I started bringing uh, my friend Casey Grant over to uh, the guitarist for Dr. Jones over to the Seven Barrel over in New Hampshire. Yeah, uh, it's not a it's not a huge this, but it's up over the mountain. It's a it's a pretty mm-hmm. good you know a pretty good ride. But walking in when the band's there to set up and everything, and you just you just walk in with them. There's something about it. It's just you feel there's a level of coolness that you feel just in that. You know what I mean? Just going through the door. Performing. You're just uh, here's like, a, I'm here with the band just to say that oh I'm, I'm with the band you know <laughs> here's a little funny tidbit I'm going to throw at you right here on the side you might have met me I worked at the seven barrel oh yes yes that's right <laughs> uh, for a short period of time but I do remember Dr. Jones I, I remember them kind of coming in and playing I never really met them then I, I wound up meeting them when I was the bartender bar manager at the bistro in yeah. Rutland Vermont when that was there but yeah, you know, you, you definitely, you picked up stuff, you traveled around, um, you know, you, you were always the, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that's like Dr. Jones was a band already and they mm-hmm. had lost their guitarist. And that's where, I mean, uh, uh, Casey Grant was a good, good friend of mine at that time. And I already knew mm-hmm. he, he was just an exceptional guitarist, you know? And that was like, it was so happy for him to be in a band and be like, oh, cool. We get to see Casey yeah. actually. Yes. play you know and it was so neat to go to do that and then just it's just neat to just become a part of the whole lexicon of that band you know yes. i mean it, the yeah. funny thing is that uh lots of people know me as timmy the the uh the south park <laughs> character that's in the timmy, timmy. you know yeah. and for the longest time we'd go over there's there'd be another crew of guys from new hampshire who would go to the seven barrel to see dr jones and they were fanatical dr jones fans mm-hmm. they all thought my name was timmy <laughs> because I would yell Timmy, everyone would yell Timmy at me, and it was just the, the guy with the canes, Timmy, haha. They thought my name was Timmy, and I'm like, no, actually, my name's Adrian. I'm just Timmy because you know Timmy, because <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> and, and it became it just became a thing, and it's just so funny to have now that I'm back home to have friends just Timmy. <laughs> it's, it's you know just hilarious. One of the things talking about driving around, I know I put this in uh, you know one of my notes to you uh, about driving in vermont weather Uh, you know people 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 that are from vermont that will listen to this will understand it but i'm sure you had some challenging weather then going back and forth over those mountains oh god uh that's why i always said p pa stands for pathfinder because my pathfinder held (laughs) it was the my nissan pathfinder probably hauled in tonnage uh, who knows how much tonnage of, of equipment that thing held and uh because it was just a vital thing to have something that could get through the snow two gigs 
Uh, my, I love to teach people that four-wheel drive does not mean four-wheel stop. <laughs> because you can get going in four-wheel drive does not mean you're going to be able to stop. Yes. It's called slow and low. You got it. It's that, slow and low and you get to where you're going. <laughs> that is good advice. I, uh, I had a, a journey once where I went to Albany, New York to a gig when I was living in Bennington. And during the, the, the show that I was at, the, uh, I think seven to nine inches of snow had fallen and oh, yeah. we had to drive back. And, but of course we stopped off at this person's place and the guy who was supposed to drive us back owned a Volkswagen bus. And, uh, we got to this person, this friend's house, and all of a sudden he was drinking, he was smoking, and I was sitting there like, oh, no, this guy cannot drive us back. So I wound up taking over the driving seat, and I don't know if you've ever driven a Volkswagen bus, oh, but no. I'd, never, I, I'd never driven one before. So a vehicle that has no front on it that just yeah. goes straight down from the windshield, I, I drove from Albany back. To, it was probably about a, an hour, hour and 10-minute drive. But, yeah, but, but it's, with it's like drive, a windscreen though. that looks like you're in, you know, light speed from Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it mesmerizes you. It's really, and that's one of the, it's, as a friend of the band, you got to, uh, there's a learning curve to it. I learned that early. You know what I mean? From, yeah. I, I, I went with Dr. Jones to, I would like jump in the car. Um, one of my famous uh, stories with those guys is the, the Ver Vermont Pub and Brewery in mm -hmm. Burlington. Uh, they had a gig up there. So I, I just rode with them. It, this was, I wasn't driving my, I, I didn't have the equipment truck yet, I guess. And uh, so I went up there with them and uh, the first time at the pub and brewery, um, I didn't realize that a majority of their beers are in the high alcohol levels. Yes. You know? uh, I, I was new to that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. so, and I did the sampler. And the next thing I know, I am completely just shit faced. <laughs> I find at the pub and brewery too. If you've ever been, if anyone in Burlington, Vermont, the bathrooms are downstairs. You got to go yes. down this big flight of stairs down to the bathroom. <laughs> so the, the band is cleaning up. It's the end of the night. They're all looking for where's Adrian. Um, the manager and the bartender dealing with this drunk guy who's stuck down in the bathroom. <laughs> and that happens to be me. So that was hilarious. The guys are cleaning up and here, they see the manager of the bar and the bartender bringing this guy up who's apologizing so bad. I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm disabled. I can't get up these stairs. I went and got drunk. And they're just telling me, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then the band's <laughs> like, oh, my God. where?" It, that was just hilarious. And then it was a long ride home. And so I learned early to be like, maybe you got to take it easy on set breaks and you got to like, you know, yeah. if you want to just, if you want to still be there with the band for the band, you can't, you can't get ha hammered and be stuck in the bathroom. Yeah. So you have to be easy. Yeah. You have to stay sober. And then especially when you become the driver and you become the equipment guy, you really got to yes. take it easy when you're at the gig. You just, <laughs> that's, that's why I like to dance and stuff. I just, you know, you just dance, get some food. Um, I always enjoyed that. I, I loved being able to put in orders with the band and just that whole with the band thing, you know, I, I love mm -hmm. it. But, um, and then it, that, that graduates to, at the seven barrel, um, I remember coming out, uh, we had to get gas. So it's, it's like two 30 in the morning, you know, yep. and we're gassing up yeah. to, to make the trip back over the mountain to Vermont. And uh, of course, you know, it's the end of the gig. Um, had some, had a few beers here. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm still, I'm good to, I had one beer. I'm good to go, uh, <laughs> but still, you know, a little, a little nervous about the trip. 
who pulls in to get gas right behind me? The police. New Hampshire State Police. <laughs> oh, boy. So, you know, um, Casey's like, uh, you know, Casey's already, he's, he's three sheets to the wind after the gig. Of course. And stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's had plenty to drink. And, <laughs> and I'm sitting there gassing up. And the, one of the things about having Becker's muscular dystrophy, just an op, is you have these rather large calf muscles as a, as a thing of it. And, like, and a pu- like Popeye calves, right? Like, yes, exactly. And I, yeah. I, over time, I've gotten used to people who I, I kind of look like I, I work out a lot on my calves and stuff. So people mm-hmm. will mention them. And I'm nervous as hell about like the cop being there and everything. <laughs> and sure enough, what does he say? Man, those are some, those are some hellacious calves you got there. Wow, what do you do? So then I always... <laughs> politely so oh well actually i have muscular dystrophy and it's this thing and it always it always makes the person embarrassed for what they said so of course here's the state trooper all embarrassed and he just hurried up got in his car and just (laughs) drove away and i was like oh thank goodness because i was worried that he was just going to hang out and just follow us and be like oh "Oh, that's hilarious (laughs) you know let's check out these guys so i embarrassed him enough where he just said all right have a good night and he left, yeah. and I was like, oh, phew. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad so, shout, because then he can't worry about, why is that guy walking funny? You know, exactly. like. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I have a great story about that, too. Just uh, Albany, New York, February. Yeah. We went and saw Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top. We're, we're walking back from the uh, the Pepsi Arena to our uh, hotel. I'm mm-hmm. I'm falling every five feet, because, I, you know, I, I it's hard for me to get grip. My friend, who is completely hammered, he's fine. He's not falling down. <laughs> an Albany, an Albany cop pulls up, starts yelling at me for being drunk in public because I'm falling <laughs> down every five feet. My friend looks at the cop and starts yelling at him. Don't yell at my friend. He's disabled. He can't help it. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, the cop, again, embarrassed, doesn't get out to help or anything. He just yeah. rolls his window up and drives on. Drives away. Like, oh, have a good night. We're good. <laughs> Well, hey, let me ask you, when when you went to these gigs, uh, you, you were often the guy who, you know, went with the band and lugged gear and stuff like that. But you were also good for getting rides to gigs for other folk. Oh, yeah. 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 You had to assemble. You, you got to get people to the gigs. I mean, that's a that's one of the main things of being a friend of the band. They're all worried about the music. And that's the thing. The musicians should be worried about the music and their performance not mm-hmm. the marketing and not that. And that's why it's important to have other people around that are willing to do that stuff. I, I love hanging posters. I love doing that stuff. I love, I understand marketing. I understand the process of like getting people. You got to get people there. I mean, that's the were, whole point. I mean, were you also the guy that we'd step out after, you know, you know, doing our sound check or whatever and be like, how do we sound, you know? Oh yeah. You know, that's yeah. the thing. You, you got to have a good ear and you can't have people that you can't have the yes man people. You can't have the people that just want to just kiss your ass. And you know what I mean? Like, if it sounds like shit, you, someone's got to be like, hey, uh, someone's got to get on the sound down here. It doesn't sound yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Somebody has to be like, um, <laughs> hey, your guitar's a little out, I think, or something. You know what I mean? And just be honest. That good, and yeah, that honest opinion, you know? Of, mm-hmm. Like, this is this is kind of crazy, you know? But uh, you and it's I, probably good to have that. Yeah. You and I, like, we, we followed a similar path with going to the same, you know, college now, Castleton University. I have to say that over here because unfortunately college in the UK is more like prep school. So mm. uh, if I tell oh. people I went to a college, yeah, it, it doesn't sound the same as 
you know, I went to university. Oh, now, so, now it is Castleton University. Now it is. Anyway, so, so I can tell people yes, that's where yeah. I, that's right. Uh, that's but, right. but when you were there, you did a, a documentary on the Vermont music scene. Can you tell yes, me a little bit yeah. more about that? Yeah, we, uh, there was uh, a year where the usual professor uh, had a sabbatical, so he wasn't really there. So there was this documentary course that usually would have a ton of oh, people let's, in it. Let's, let's, and, let's name check Bob. We can name check Bob. Oh, Bob was okay. awesome. Bob, Bob Gershon, of course, the, yes. the amazing Bob Gershon of Castleton. Um, yes. So he, he ha- was on break. So, of course, nobody wanted to, if it wasn't Bob teaching the class, nobody wanted to take the class. You know what I mean? <laughs> they didn't want to take the class with some substitute you know so there was maybe six people in this class so everyone's looking at each other so i just kind of took over the class and say hey i got this idea let's do a music documentary you know it's like everybody loves music so it gives us an excuse to go see some bands and bring our equipment and record and stuff you know yeah yeah So uh, i ended up uh, we ended up with a neat concept of uh we called it groove mountain state and just the the fact that vermont is such a jewel of art and and music and like what is it about this place and so i gathered up my friends that i knew that were musicians and i was surprised that i knew more people and different types and i think we we had all different types of music in this thing and it, it came out pretty good i think um you know the, the the finished product is definitely a college level little documentary but mm-hmm. it's probably a good idea it'd be it'd be worth pursuing because i think vermont really i mean it is unbelievable that well you you captured a band during that documentary that's gone on to be one of the the biggest jam bands in all of the united states twiddle is the yeah twiddle is vermont's new newest export you know what i mean in 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 uh in the following the footsteps of 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 fish and grace Mm -hmm. potter and the nocturnals and and their success and uh twiddle is just they were they were that band, that college band that you went to see that you just had to kind of like, am I really hearing this level of music out of, out of these kids at a party? I mean, that, <laughs> at, 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 a, at a party at, at, um, at a, just this bar in Rutland at, at sidelines, you know, just this like yeah. uh, to sit there and be like, I'm probably hearing the best music being played in fricking New England, maybe the East coast in this little bar pub in, in Rutland, Vermont. You know what I mean? Yet again, uh, I, it's unbelievable from Dwayne Carlton to Rick, Rick Reddington, um, uh, samurai guitarist like Jeff Peremsky yes. and, and guys that are just like, you know, unbelievable. He's John Lorenz. We were band. talking about John. John Lorenz. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Odette. I mean, it's yep. the list is just endless for, and that's not even, in most places, there's like one or two people that are talented. The talent here is, un, it's endless. You have Fred St. Ange and his bands that he's been with. Yes. Yeah. You down downplay and the, but they now downplay uh, back then. Humdinger the and the Buck Snort. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That he's he. Those guys are holding the metal torch for for the area. They definitely are. You know. I, I actually um, played with Fred. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I played with Fred for maybe about nine months with uh, you know a couple of other guys, and yeah. you know we we were just kind of a cover band with some originals, and it was fun. But I could tell Fred was really wanting to go play hard, and we oh, yeah, we weren't yeah. hard. And he is just a great, great, great drummer. Yeah. 
I had to include, I just had to include uh, any band that he was in. I, he's such a good metal drummer. I mean, the, yes. he can bust out tool. He can play whatever you, you throw at him, you know, and he's just, he loves it. You know what I mean? He, he, the passion for it is there, you know? He puts uh, some drumming videos or he was putting them up on YouTube for a while or even just posting them on Facebook. And I, I would just go watch him play because yeah. I was playing, I was playing with him. I mean, he's, I was probably 30 at the time. I was the old guy. And yeah. Fred, Fred was probably 18 or 19. We were, you know, we were playing in places where they weren't old enough to go in and drink, but you know, he was playing drums and yep. he was great, great then. So, um, no, it makes, I'm, I'm just so glad that I, I was able to, at that time had access to those kind of cameras. And it's interesting too, because this is like right before the dawn of high definition taking over everything. Yes. So it, it was weird as my, in my college experience, my, my degree was basically obsolete by the time I graduated because high definition <laughs> had taken over. All the cameras are changing. There was no more did, little DV, uh, DV tapes. It was all now hard on discs and, yes, and, and SD yes. cards and stuff. And it was all foreign <laughs> to me. So I'm glad I still had that, like just breaking out the tapes. And from probably 2004 to 2007 or eight, if, if there was music being played around in Rutland, I had cameras on it. Um, and it's nice that I still have a box that I'm looking at of probably a hundred or so DV tapes of all that old footage. And, and it's nice. The musicians really appreciate it when stuff gets old, when now that it's like old stuff and uh, especially for the twiddle guys, it, it was really neat to have the, the, to have the actual start of something yeah. so awesome. I mean, these I guys think you really, have, they're kicking ass. So I, I think probably in those hours and hours of tapes, you have a, a Vermont, PBS documentary ready to go. Oh, it's gold. I, I just, I said when I was moving and packing my stuff, this box of tapes is actually the most valuable thing I have Yeah, because it's just the, the, the music that's on there. And it's just, I, I, there's a part of me that just like, it's like the Gollum thing of precious. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I own, this is my stuff. I've shot it and it's not my stuff because I'm filming other people's music and stuff. So I share it with them, you know? But at the yeah. same time, I'm just like, I, I covet it. Like, <laughs> well, you like were, nobody you were, knows about this. You told me that, that Twiddle used one of your uh, shows that you shot for them for, uh, you yes, know. Yes, their Roots tour. Their, uh, yeah, right in the beginning of the pandemic, they were smart and they, they knew what was coming as far as like not being able to pl probably play out. So they were smart to record themselves playing at different venues and putting together something that people could stream. And yeah, they were absolutely. awesome enough to include some of the stuff that I filmed early on um in in that as a, a archival stuff so i thought it was really neat and just to watch people's reaction to it to seeing this band that they knew of these these you know hippie guys from vermont as these young college kids it was yeah neat. and that's that's how i know them as these young college kids right? <laughs> i don't i don't necessarily it's it's so interesting to see their success and to be mm -hmm. like well i i just knew them when they were just like wow, these guys are really good, you know? <laughs> I think so they're going to go somewhere. Here's a question that I had on the the notes I sent to you that I never, uh, you know, I don't know. Your answer could be no. Have you ever been on stage? You know, no, no. Okay, I, it's, yeah. It's one, of, it's one of those <laughs> things that I, I, I definitely want to check that bucket list off. And yeah. you know, at some point, I, I wouldn't mind hell just pony enough nobody singing, said let's get adrian up here, here to, there, but... to bang a cowbell or something <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> i've always i've always been the behind the scenes kind of person uh, even mm -hmm. back when um uh, mill river at stage 40 i 
You know, I had one experience on stage and in inherit the wind as a juror, you know, a non-speaking role and eh, I didn't really do it, but, but <laughs> Did boy, you have to shake your head hey, sternly. <laughs> yes, exactly. I had to, you know, I had to come up with a character and do all the reactions and this and that. And that was all right. But you know, mm-hmm. what was fun is the tech is the tech crew. That was my people, uh, Tom O'Brien and, and the guys like that who, um, and they bring it. And it's so funny. It's like, there's just as much talent in the tech side around here as there is the musicians. Yeah. And yeah. that's what blows you away. Guys I bet like, you in um, high school. Guys like Jim Gilmore. Good... Oh, definitely. You know, uh, Southview Arts recording studio and stuff. There's yeah. all that. And then he's, a, he's an amazing musician in itself. And, and uh, yeah, there's so many names you can drop that are they're good. <laughs> they're not, it's just not just like, oh, I just know them. No, they're good musicians. And they're good people um, on the tech side too. And that's why the, uh, there's a local little thing that comes together, the Harvest Moon Festival, that all these tech people and all these musicians, they come together in the in the in the fall and and have their own little like little private festival. And it's it's just fun as hell. I bet you when you were in high school, you were that guy everybody liked to see coming because you were the AV guy that brought the, the TV and the, the VCR into class. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, definitely. Yeah. I was I, I, I wear that badge proudly as an AV geek and uh uh-huh. And yep, definitely. Uh, th- those times. And I, I love that. I love the tech stuff, man. I, uh, when I go to a concert, um, you know, there's a lot of people looking up on stage drooling. I'm looking at the board. I'm looking at the sound. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm looking at like, oh, look at all the dials and gadgets. And yeah. things. Oh, that's just awesome. I, I know, know what you mean. Yeah. Whenever I'm at a show, I'm always with Linda. I'm like, let's go check out the gear. And, yeah, she's yeah, just exactly. like, what? and I'm like, no, before the show starts, I need to go look across the stage to see what yep. they're going to play with and how they're miking it and what they're doing and what do they have over the drums. And let's go back and look yep. at the board. But but you know what's the light gear and stuff. Oh, look at the you, lights that they got. Oh, you shit. know, it blew my mind, but I didn't like it. So I went to a show in Edinburgh and it was, it was a, I love the show. It was a, a throwback to 1900s to 1920s uh, early Americana songs. And it literally was like a washboard, a fiddle, finger picking everything. And it was all these oh, wow. old classic tunes. But the guy who did the sound walked around and did it all on an iPad. And I think it took him twice as long because he was using now technology should speed everything up. Yeah. No, but and this in my, this, in my opinion, it didn't because he no. was more focused on his ups and downs and his tracks here and there. Yeah. Whereas I said to Linda, you know, I could just go stand behind the board over there and mix that yeah. in about two minutes and we'd have the show going instead of him walking around with his iPad in front of him. Yep. <laughs> like, well, I don't care what kind of technology you have. There's nothing that can replace the human ear and somebody who knows how to, what, what good sound is supposed to sound like. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. A, a good ear is, is just, that's it. I mean, and that's interesting too with a band. I mean, you can have the best band playing the best music in the world, but if it's not getting put out to the crowd in a good way, then it's not being representative of the band. It's not know? at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. It, it can be the most damaging thing to some of the best songs that people are going to write. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, why I'm so impressed with around here. Cause there's uh, like atomic sound out of uh, Burlington and stuff. Jared Johnson, the guy I know that he does sound and stuff and he plays uh bass for the samples and, um, yes. uh, you know, but he, he's such a good, he's a gearhead. You know what I mean? When it comes down to it. And it's just interesting. If there's, there's the, the duality that people have around here. My, my claim to fame is uh, having actually opened for the samples. 
So, oh wow, but yeah, hey, look at that. I was able to that do that awesome. up in Burlington, maybe in 2010, 2009, yeah. not long before I left and came over here. But it was actually the most well attended show I ever played. Uh, you know, there were yeah. you know a few hundred people in the showcase lounge, and it was a great experience. And in fact, if you go on YouTube and you look up the samples, you put in like samples Burlington. There's about a split three to five second shot yeah. of me on stage playing in this kind of little documentary of the trip they make. And every once in a while, I'll go back and take a look at it because I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm right there. Doing that. Wow. I was just looking, but, I was just looking at the notes I had and not just uh, speak about high school. Tokyo storm warning was the first band that I knew people in the band. And where it was like, you know, they were playing, they were playing at school, they'd play at a, at a dance and they would play. And then it was the Russo brothers. And it was just people that I knew. And it was the first time that I got to actually like, Hey man, that was really cool. And they knew who I was. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, it fired that like, Oh, that's cool. I like hanging out with bands and knowing musicians and stuff. And from there, hey, it was Adrian, just yeah. like, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a reason for this show. You, you were the friend of the band, you know, that's it hands down that's it that's awesome man <laughs> I, i'm gonna i'm gonna close the show but one of the things i'm gonna say to you and i'm gonna put pressure on you by saying this because i didn't tell you i was gonna say this because i just thought of it but in this conversation and everything we've talked about tonight you make sure you pull those tapes out you know i know you're sitting there i know you're in your wheelchair and i know you love music and i know you can put stuff together that people will enjoy and you're great at editing and you're good at filming and you can get out to shows still. If you can get into a place, get people to film it for you. Get uh, people yeah. to go take yep. shots. Show them yep. what you want. You have a future in music. And I believe that. I do. Well, thank you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, it just it's just a matter of, of getting yourself back and, you know, finding that way to do it. But your, it. it is. Your, your viewpoint, your optimism, your love of life and everything it's just it's inspirational and i know Whoa. you accept that you know with being old adrian and being humble about that stuff <laughs> but you know it, i think that realistically don't stop well, you when you deal with a disability there. like i do you know what i mean it it really I, you have to adapt it's all about it, adapting it, but but, it, but adapt, you either adapt you know, or give up the good thing is <laughs> the good thing is in vermont where you are now you're around people that know you and yes, people that yes. have been around you with music, and I'm sure that they'll be more than. Yeah, I exactly. you know, like I said, I'm gonna put pressure on you and say that, but I think you can go out and do Thanks, it. Man. So, just I, I appreciate it, man. It's been yeah. awesome talking with you, man, and, and catching up. It's been really cool thinking about this. Now I'm ready to go see some live music. <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, All right, Adrian. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna wrap the show up now. I, you know, I think it's a good way to end it. It's been great to have you on. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, coming on the show today. Thank you, Jim. That was badass. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I try. Uh, I'll right. say my goodbyes to everybody. If you could just hang on the line and I'll come back to you. You got it. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. So I used to be in a band. Uh, great show tonight with my buddy, Adrian. You know, it, it's been over 10 years since I've seen him. And I don't think any of the love and enthusiasm for music has changed. And I really hope that that spreads. And I, you know, I, I hope everybody feels that they can have that kind of feeling towards music and their friends and music. So, yeah, until next time, thanks for tuning in. 
and I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Would you like to sit and talk?